Welcome to the Bucky Cast. It's Justin here with John and Ryan. How are we doing tonight, boys? I'm doing okay. John, Ryan, either of you, are you guys alive? <laughs> Let's do this. I am doing I'm a little under the weather, but I'm gonna power through because that's what we do here on the Bucky Cast. But um it's gonna be a bit of a slog for me. Right. Good. Suck it oh, up. Boy. How are you doing? I'm, here. I'm like Anthony Davis. I'm here. <laughs> Street clothes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, boy. Oh, it was a highlight well, of my been, night last night. Splendidly, thanks. Charles Barkley, you're a national treasure. Yes, I love him so much. And with, John? That, with that trip on the Segway. All right, <laughs> let's go. All right, here, boys. What are we drinking tonight, John? I am drinking from New Holland Brewing uh, Dragon's Milk White, a bourbon barrel aged white stout. I didn't even know that existed. So, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's quite delicious. Um, it's not, I don't know how to describe it. It it is definitely a clear beer. It doesn't look like a stout. Um, it's thick, but it's also kind of, it's almost sweet. So, uh, maybe it is dragon's milk for all I know. I have never in my life had a white stout. Neither have I. I've never even heard of that. And I, I, it's not like I don't know anything about beer. So. Interesting. (laughs) Weird. I have uh, from Wormtown Brewery, which is in Worcester, Massachusetts, the Hopulence Double India Pale Ale. Um, kind of dank, kind of, uh, but eh, decently drinkable. It's got a little bit of a kick, so I'm kind of hoping that the alcohol in this thing <laughs> kind of takes care of my uh, my cold. Hopefully, dank. So. Dank is not the word that it feels like it possibly <laughs> It's a little dank. It's, um, it's somewhat moist. It's like, one of the- <laughs> It's it's like it's, you know if it had passed you know passed its you it's know, a little useful date. It's part of their underground laying series. in the back corner of the basement. <laughs> the last beer you drink if there's nothing left in the house that possibly has alcohol in it. There's not yeah. there's not old weed in that, is there? It's part <laughs> of the underground music scene, so there could be anything in this dank old beer. Uh, <laughs> Are you gonna bust out some electronic dance music here? It's <laughs> okay. All he's right. gonna bust out a lava lamp. That's what he's gonna do. All right, I am drinking Hillsboro beer, so oh, another yeah. Wisconsin brewery. Don't sweat it, vanilla bean milk stout. It's not bad. You a little, little coffee flavor to it. I like it. Man, milk stouts have made a big comeback this year, evidently, because I feel like we're constantly drinking nothing but milk stouts. Either that, or apparently some form of like a similar shanty or citrus beer. So well, we need to find you, a happy man. middle ground. <laughs> that's all on you. Hey, now Ryan's had his share of citrusy beers. Yeah, I have him a and I pieces. like something refreshing, and you just like to judge us. Very that's much right, so. I do. <laughs> Elitist. There is no right. jury. I am the executioner here. All right, boys. Let's keep this rolling tonight, John. If you want to get us rolling on news and notes. Uh, news and notes. First of all, in basketball news, uh, Braden Huff. Uh, 6'9 forward, I believe from Glen Ellen, Illinois. I don't have it in front of me, but um, uh, he's somewhere in Illinois, somewhere in the Chicago burbs and exurbs. Um, Braden Huff will be officially visiting Wisconsin the weekend of uh, June 17th, thereabouts. I'm trying to think if I've got the right date there. I'm sorry, it's like June 15th. My apologies. Um, yeah, um, He's a, he's, you know, top 100 type player. 
um, not tremendously athletic, but it's pretty much, you know, if there was Very a factory, skilled. if there was a factory that cranked out, um, big men suited for Wisconsin, uh, he would have come right out of it. So, um, now we have three official visitors, um, battling it out that weekend. It's actually June 14th. My dates are completely off. Um, but there will be three official visitors battling it out for basically two scholarship spots. So uh, may the best two win, and the other one is is going to go home broken and bloody. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not actually going to happen. Hey, it wouldn't shock me if we see some some Braden, uh, Moore, commitments Rowan come Brumbaugh, out. Braden Huff, don't don't worry. No one's going to die in the making of this recruiting class. I mean, I think it'd probably be <laughs> Brumbaugh and one of the bigs would be is, is yeah. what Wisconsin's probably looking for here. I would oh guess. yeah, it's definitely going to be Brumbaugh <laughs> and somebody if it's if we get commitments out of this weekend. Um. um Huff, by the way, is a lefty, shoots pretty well, like you guys said, but very, very unathletic in terms of he's never he's not going to drive to the rim against anybody at the next level. He's barely doing it at the high school level. High he does have some post game, A little bit, and it, he's got a decent feel for for moving the ball around. Like, he's skilled on the perimeter. He can find cutters, pass with either hand. But you see on his high school film, um, he's, he's not getting around high school defenders. Like, high school defenders are edging him off, and he's forced to shoot, like, pull-ups or – kind of take step back. So at the next level, this is not going to be a slashing big. This is going to be a, a spot up shooter. Yeah. Kind of facilitate he, the offense a little bit. He's not going to be Kaminsky where he's dropping spin moves and, you know, <clears throat> scooping it to the rim. He he is not going to be that. <laughs> but he can shoot. Like and shooting is still one of the most important skills in basketball. So oh, for sure. there's a lot of value there for sure. And then uh an important unofficial visit is going to take place. We'll get to the other official business that's going to take place uh, later on in this show. But um we wanted to acknowledge uh Tackett Curtis, uh four-star linebacker out of Louisiana is going to be stopping in Madison uh, I believe June 5th. So at some point this weekend. Um dropping in for uh an unofficial visit we're actually among the first schools he's visiting so um we had talked about him a couple shows ago in the uh, recruiting mop up and um i had said then you know we don't have a a a chance in hell of, of of getting this kid because you know he was a he's like a rated a 96 on the 24 7 composite got you know tons of offers not traditionally the kind of player wisconsin gets i may be wrong on that and Justin and I both disagreed with you, by the way, saying there was no yeah. chance. There's one position we can recruit at; it's outside line. We, we both we both held out held out some hope here, because um, as, as Justin will always talk about the the pipeline we've established in the NFL for outside linebackers, um, we we can recruit nationally, selectively nationally in a few spots. Outside linebacker is one of those spots, and Bobby April has turned out to be an incredibly it, incredibly. That's good the recruiter. point I was going to make. And not only that, but he's also a very very good coach. These kids become productive, so he will develop if he gets, you know, if you get a kid that's skilled and talented, we've taken less talented kids and turned them into top flight NFL players. He could definitely end up turning into an absolute freak here. He's, he's, a, Ryan, he's a ball uh, hawk. He, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you just launched right into it. I was going to say you have you have all the intelligence here on on Tackett Curtis. So. I would say I have not enough intelligence, but I would say um, when you read about him as a ball hawk, I think he had a believe the number was six interceptions off deflected passes, which is an incredible nose for the ball. He's a hitter, um, definitely yeah, a guy you, who would fit into the DNA of the defense that Jim Leonard tries to construct. What are his measurables? He's 6'2", 205. 6'2", 205. So he's, he a, was, he's got a little bit of Herbig in him. 
He's a safety. Um, Just a Tasmanian devil safety out there. right now. So um, he is. It, it looks like essentially they're they're funneling everything to him. Okay. Uh, to make plays. He and that's a fair. Very, he is a very violent hitter. Um, uh, he he likes to get down and 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 you know get involved and uh, hit you really really hard. He's also uh, the word I would use is opportunistic. Uh, if you mess up in front of him, he is going to take advantage of it instantly. And that's the kind of player, the disruptive, uh, turnover-causing kind of players that Wisconsin really needs to have. Quite honestly, we've we've really stepped up in that aspect, too. The type of guys that they've really been good at getting lately, the last few classes, we haven't necessarily seen a payoff on the field quite yet, but we seem to be getting guys who are very disruptive. Mm-hmm. Can I give you my big takeaway on this? Because this sure. recruitment is he's this is a twenty three kid twenty twenty three kid which I think we yeah. already mentioned but so this recruitment's a long ways out They're like there's a lot that's going to happen here still the big mm-hmm. takeaway for me of this is this speaks very highly of where we are at a program where we can a kid with this type of pedigree is going to come from Louisiana to visit Madison it's it's a very good sign for our program as a program. on his own dime on his own dime yeah that's my big takeaway so. like there's there's a huge pull to Madison for certain types of players and it's evident when a guy like Tackett Curtis comes up in June. And with that, uh, probably go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Bucky Cast. Follow us on Twitter at TheBuckyCast or email the show at TheBuckyCast at gmail.com. Welcome back to The Bucky Cast. Justin here with John and Ryan. We're going to go ahead and dive into this upcoming weekend's June 4th recruiting weekend for official visitors for Wisconsin. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to kick it over to John here and who we have coming. Well, before we start, I just want to mention um, June 1st was the end of the, of the recruiting dead period. And I have been, I have been recruiting, geeking out about it for like two days. That's all I think about constantly checking my phone constantly, you know, just like, cause the, the it's been unleashed now. Yeah. We, and, we effectively uh, turn into like the guy or the the person in a relationship that's always checking their phone to see if their partner has uh, messaged them or sent them a text to just be like, I miss them. And that's what <laughs> recruiting weekends have become to us. There's no information so out there. So it's like our partner has been neglecting us for the last year and a half. It's now. been a while. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're, we're reconnecting be, this weekend. The flames are going to be kicking back up. I feel like there's going to be like 50 people sitting on the, on the, on the terrace or uh, down at the union, uh, just waiting for recruits to walk by just because that's <laughs> how deprived people are who, who are like recruiting geeks of, of having any recruiting things going hey, hey, on. You, you, you football player. You, 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 you. <laughs> we won't be any of those people. But yeah, no. Yeah. To be clear. Close enough. If we live closer. No, no. Hey. If we live closer, I would go to the terrace just because the terrace is awesome. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, to the list, the list of visitors. To the list. Um, the most we should we should have a, like a musical thing for that. To the list. To the list. To the, oh, anyway. Um, to the list. There we go. To the list. Okay, that's enough. Um, all right. Starting off um, with the most highly rated player, we're using the 24-7 composite scores for these guys. Um, Joe Brunner, the top-rated recruit in the state, uh, four-star, 97-6 on the composite. He's an offensive tackle. 
and uh, I, I don't really have much to add on him. He's obviously the top player in the state. He's an offensive lineman, has been very quiet about his recruiting. Yeah, very tough read. Uh, could be could play interior line in college, um, but also could play tackle. Um, so there's it, it, this has been like a radio <laughs> silence recruiting. Very much so. And Wisconsin has, to be qu- to be quite clear when it comes to offensive linemen right now, Wisconsin's in a very advantageous spot. They can effectively move these guys kind of around to wherever they need to fill in holes. Um, I think both Bruner and Hinsman can play interior if need be. However, Bruner's probably the guy who's much better fit for the playing at tackle. But he's got, I mean, that's a steep hill with how loaded our tackle position is right now. Well, he he would be a guy who would come in probably redshirt and then create that separation. Yeah, to me, Bruner sure. is the guy. When you look at his frame, when you watch his film, he's got the frame of the tackle. Whereas the other guys we're going to talk about are more interior guys or defensive yes, linemen. Yes, for sure. Hensman um, is Hensman is most definitely interior. Agreed. I I think Bruner is the guy him. with Let's the highest. Let's talk about Bruner. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I think Bruner is the guy with the highest upside of the group, though. When you watch oh, him, you can definitely. tell like the body has a lot of filling. Out. They all have to get stronger, but his body has a lot of filling out to do. But he's athletic. He mauls people. He gets off the line of scrimmage quickly. He's got that tackle frame. He's six six, long arms. He's lean. Um, I like. I think he's just got a tremendous upside as an offensive tackle at the next level. Yeah. Those quiet guys that play mean, perfect. And this is this is a recruiting battle that Wisconsin should and is expected to win. But anything mm-hmm. can happen in recruiting, so we'll wait and see. But um, this is one that that I think all of us feel very confident in. Uh, Mm -hmm. him coming to Wisconsin. Uh, Next up is a guy we're not so confident that will come, but is still a pretty high, um, high anticipation recruit. Nicholas Singleton, a four-star running back out of Pennsylvania rated a 95 seven on the uh, 24 seven composite. Not much to say about Nicholas Singleton either that, that people don't already know who are following recruiting. Um, He is the number one and probably possibly only target at running back on the Badgers board. They offered a bunch of kids, uh, then decided to drop recruiting all of them except for Singleton. This is going to be a tough pull, though. Uh, Ohio State and Penn State are in hot pursuit, and Penn State is the favored winner, his home state college. So, uh, guys, what do you think? I'm more – so I think we're a dark horse on this. I do, too. I think Gary Brown is going to knock this out of the park. And I base that on nothing other than the, the glowing reports. People have, have talked about Gary Brown and his personality, his Twitter profile, the people he's coached, the Dallas Cowboys running back. Coach. He has very good energy. I think he's going to crush this visit. That doesn't listen. That doesn't mean Singleton's going to come here. The uh, Penn state's been the favorite for a while now, but I think we are very much in the mix of this. We're not taking any other running backs. The depth chart at running back is unsettled. Um, and I think Gary Brown is just going to be a dynamic recruiter while he's here, however for however long that is. I will say this. I'm not necessarily sold that we will get him, but I will say this. I think it's a huge benefit to Wisconsin that they were first because I think that they can create a little, a little, a few questions in his head because I do think that being at Madison for an official visit is a, is a little bit more impressive than being at you know state college. Ooh, Not that Penn State's bad, but I I think that that sir is a hot take. Ouch. Is it really? Is it really? 
I, I because don't, I think I've most never been people to state college, so I can't. I, say. I've heard it's kind of a sleepy little college town there that doesn't there. have a lot going on. It's, it does to me. It, did, it didn't compare to Madison. I've been to a game day yeah. at both, and I've been through both. And that's what I'm saying is that you, if that's you get also in Wisconsin, Madison, Madison can be crazy. It's also Wisconsin fan talking. I'm incredibly biased. Well, I mean, Penn State is 107,000 strong, except when they're not 107,000. Yeah, except when it's not the weekend and there's like 30,000. But I think there's a chance here to loop (laughs) it back to Singleton. I think there's a chance. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't put a ton of money on it, but I don't think we're out of this race. And I think the fact that he kept our visit, even after we lost our running back coach, is a huge indicator of his interest in our program. I mean, the biggest threat that we were talking about at this for like a month ago was Ohio State. They're not even in the running anymore. So, I mean, we, we definitely have an opportunity to make a huge impression on him. Uh, next up, uh, a guy who has blown up a little bit recently in terms of uh, where he's been going and how he's being viewed nationally is Carson Hinsman, a four-star offensive lineman from uh, Indian head country up in uh, western Wisconsin. Uh, 94-6 on the 24-7 composite. He's considered one of the nation's top interior offensive linemen, uh, either a center or a guard. Um powerful kid um loves to loves to maul you um not i'm not obviously not as athletic as brunner but um still a, a good athlete for the type of the type of players that are usually coming out of wisconsin um he's probably better than average and he was just recently uh visiting in alabama so he's making the rounds as he said he would when his recruiting started he wanted to take visits, so he's doing that. But we get him uh, this weekend. So has has my favorite quote of any Badger recruit to date, which references Minnesota, <laughs> 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 and how that's just gross talking about <laughs> Minnesota. He's a Wisconsin kid through Car- and through. Carson Hinsman, we see ya. Yep. <laughs> we, we love you, boy. Well played. This is a dude, I was watching this film, and the first thing I wrote down was just big-time dude, and I circled it. Like, he is just a mauler, and, and John talked about it. Like, he just physically t- ragdolls people. Um, the other interesting thing is when you watch his high school film, they have him polling. They have him getting to the second level. You know, the, the, some of the typical things Wisconsin wants their offensive lineman to do. He's already showing that in high school. Um, this is this would be a huge get, and I put this guy right up with Bruner. I know he's a couple notches below Bruner or a notch below Bruner, I think they're both just blue chip total studs on the offensive line. It has been a while since we pulled in somebody who is legitimately considered an interior guy that is a very high-level recruit. Typically, we fill out those spots normally with guys that are projectable and are are guys that we're looking ahead thinking that they'll be really good. Even some of the guys we've had recently, like a a Dylan Barrett, I mean, who could – who could be really good. Like he didn't have this type of pedigree coming out of high school to your point. Correct. And that's exactly what I mean. It doesn't mean that they're not going to be really good players. It's just, they were not thought of quite this highly in the regard. Let's put it this way. If Wisconsin wasn't so deep on the offensive line, Carson Hinsman might very well be a day one starter as a true freshman. Mm -hmm. So um, if we pull him in, it's a testament to our prowess and the draw of the home state school. He's a stud. He's going to, he's probably going to sit for a year or two before he gets to actually start. Um, Moving on next to the least likely commit on the list, which is, makes me feel a little bit sad. Of the in-state guys, correct? Of the the in-state guys. Uh, Billy Shrouth, 
offensive or defensive lineman, depending on how you look at it, from Fond du Lac, uh, I think St. Mary's Springs, St. Mary's Springs. Yeah, it's St. Mary's yeah. Springs. Okay. Um, private school. Um, this guy is also a, um, a, a beast. Um, and he was, everyone knew about Brunner and Hinsman going into the, going into uh, the preparations for this recruiting class. Schroth kind of bloomed on the scene a little bit later, but is every bit as much of a uh, good prospect as, as the first two offensive linemen we mentioned uh, would probably project to interior line. Uh, if he came to Wisconsin uh, outside chance, they might consider him for like defensive end or, or nose tackle. I, I honestly think that they would lean that way. If, if he actually committed here, I think he'd probably be defensive line. And that just, I, you know, the, it's not like Wisconsin is lacking right now for offensive linemen or defensive linemen. That's exactly so, why right. they're both pretty uh, flush. This, this is looked at as a, as a clear Notre Dame lean though. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to a Catholic school, a uh, big time Catholic, uh, there's just a big draw for uh, Notre Dame there, as much as I hate to say that. Um, guys, what what what's your opinion? I think that's obvious. He's de- he's very likely to end up being a Notre Dame guy. I would love to be wrong on this. I like seeing him come in with the other guys from in-state. Hopefully that's a positive where he kind of looks at it and is like, hey, I can play with these guys for the next several years. He better not freaking try and poach him to Notre Dame. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, this guy that was an outburst. I apologize. This is going to be a kick to the stomach a little bit if, if and when he chooses a uh, Notre Dame or or someone else. Like he is a big time versatile athlete. Like he can play. His his defensive line film is really good. He's violent. He's quick with his hands. It's no surprise he's a four star kid with recruits or with offers from everywhere. The plethora of offensive line recruits that we have in this class, you know, it makes it nice that we can miss on one and still potentially land two four star kids. I would caution Badger fans who really get into recruiting and fall recruiting. Don't fall into the trap of kind of trashing a kid because he picks somewhere else, the in-state kid. Like, he's he's incredibly talented. And I hate we, that we have to say that. I, I hate, we but we do. do. Like, if he doesn't come here, it's not because the other two offensive linemen are much better. Like, he is in that tier with Bruner and Hinsman. Every, every kid makes their own choice. Yep. And as and much as I hate it, and cool. I really dislike Notre Dame, I understand the kid thinking, you know, thinking well of them. And by the way, let's not it's completely just, write it off. The fact that he's coming here, like – a great visit can change things in Madison. So let's 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 not completely oh, write definitely. it off, but it's definitely he, a Notre Dame uh, lean. He has never visited, correct? I'm under the impression I don't believe he has. I don't think he has either. So I don't think he has any clue what Madison is at this point in time. Well, he's got to know somewhat. I mean, I can't think of yeah, a, I mean, you a, talk a, to kids, a person who's you know, in who Wisconsin visited down here, friends or whatever. But it, it is an experience if you've never been down. Um, moving on, uh, we've got the, I think the fourth and final of the in-state guys and the start of the run on clear defensive alignment, uh, Isaac Ham, four-star defensive end, uh, an 89-7 in the 24-7 composite. So basically a 90, um, he is, um, looked at as, like I said, as a defensive end, um, stout kid uh, out of Sun Prairie High School, just outside of Madison. So he's obviously he's he's been to Madison. He knows what it's all about. Uh, this is his official visit, though. He has not scheduled another official visit. Um, this one is is promising. If if we're going to get any commit out of this weekend, and I don't think we will, but if we were, <clears throat> this would be the guy I would bet on. I'm I'm going to be honest here. I think we do get one, possibly two, out of this weekend. 
But yes, I think Isaac Ham is the most likely. And to be quite honest, based off of where he's at right now, I think he may be undervalued at that that current composite score. Um, I think he's a kid who that score was thrown out there, kind of built when he was roughly about forty pounds lighter. I think he's kicking at about two seventy right now, if I'm not mistaken. He's a per. He's got the perfect frame for a three four defensive end. Definitely. I think what is he six five? Yeah. Six just, five just, and about two seventy right now yeah, already before stepping on campus. You couldn't draw it up any better if you built a player. So this is one mm-hmm. Wisconsin really wants to win, like a lot. Yeah, they will. They will throw everything they can at him to get him to stay within state. And I, I feel pretty confident about it. It seems like he's fairly well connected with the other kids in state. I'll be shocked if if he's not starting to develop really good relationships with some of the guys already on the team, especially given how close he is. So. Yeah, I feel good about him. I don't know if he'll pop this weekend, but if he's if somebody's going to, it's likely going to be him. And this is this is a, a recruitment that every analyst has basically said it's Wisconsin's to lose. Um, like many of the in-state mm-hmm. kids, it's it's been kind of quiet, but the confidence is still here that Isaac Ham is gonna pop, if not this weekend, eventually for Wisconsin. And as John mentioned, the dude is like built in a factory for a three four three four defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gonna come off the assembly line. A disruptive one at that. Too. Yeah, he's not a he's not a total plugger. Like he's athletic. He's got the size. Like this is a perfect fit for the defense we run. Um, and if all all indications uh, point to him eventually becoming a Badger, unless something changes, he did release his the the last final four he released was um, Penn State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and who was the fourth? Notre Dame. I think, I think it was Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yep. So we are essentially again. competing with Notre Dame for every single recruit we're bringing. Yeah, they're in. definitely coming strong at us this cycle, and they should. So. Like it's a, it's a loaded in state class, and Notre Dame mm-hmm. def- definitely is going to view a state of like Wisconsin as a place they can come in and poach. Well, let's keep them the heck out of our state. Yep, let's go um, pummel them and yeah, start of the season. We'll decide this. We'll decide this in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, next up on next up on our list. Um, is uh, Curtis Neal, four-star defensive tackle, and 89.5 on the 24-7 composite. Um, if you look in the dictionary under fireplug defensive tackle, Curtis Neal's picture is right there. Uh, he is a, he is a, um, he, I, I'm not, I don't want to come out and say uh, anything disparaging in terms of height. He's, he's not a tall dude. That's and that doesn't you know that doesn't always matter. If you're a kid who has a very high motor and you're athletic, you can get by not having you know being a six five kid. Especially on the interior, I think he's what six two. Curtis Neal is not your traditional. Yeah, he's not your traditional um, nose tackle in a three four defense. But that doesn't mean he can't be successful. Who's the guy that played for the Packers uh, up until a few years ago? Oh, that that one guy. Similar build. You know, that guy. Uh, the guy. defensive tackle. The guy. Come on, guys. Um, not, Daniels is who you're thinking yes, of. Yes, Daniels is who I'm thinking of. He projects as that kind of guy. Very high motor. Is a little undersized, but a guy who makes up for it with how violent he is. Well, let's keep in mind, too, being on the interior of a defensive line, height is, isn't is necessarily the requirement on the edge of a defensive line. It doesn't line. matter as much I mean, It matters, but it's, it's not, not a huge leverage, leverage is far Leverage matters. Yeah. And – there was a great quote from, um, I think it was Urban Meyer, who said, you want a defensive lineman on the interior like a sawed-off tree stump. 
Like that's who you want on the interior of a defensive line because you can't move that. Dude. Curtis Neal definitely qualifies. It's a sawed-off tree stump. If you ever try to push over a, a tall tree, you can push it over a skinny tree. You can't push over a tree stump. Like so, there's there's logic in what Urban says at times. The other thing with Neal that I absolutely love is if you for a high school kid, his quotes and his, the way he speaks are so elevated and mature. So. He went in and he did an interview with a newspaper down in uh, North Carolina, and he said, I don't mind doing the dirty work. I will eat up all the blocks and let everyone else eat. I mean, for a high school kid to have that mentality already, because it's so hard to sell a yeah. defense alignment on eating up blocks. He's already got that mentality. Oh, yeah. Like, it's that's his yeah. words. Like, he's all about playing that role as a plugger in the middle of the line. And it's so valuable for the defense we run. So, this well, And is- he's more than that, though, too. This is a race that's come down to essentially Wisconsin and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And Ohio State, it's looking increasingly more and more like they may look in another direction. With him, yeah, he, those reading the tea leaves. For those who don't hard. know, Curtis Neal tore his ACL. So there is some injury concern, not necessarily for his career here, but a reason why Ohio, a school like Ohio State may back off. They do not have to go after guys with injury concerns when they can basically pick whoever they want. Now, Neil is a very well-respected and high-end recruit. So Wisconsin looks at it and is like, the ACL is not that big of a deal necessarily. Yeah, Wisconsin, you know, we'd love to have you as a four-star defensive lineman. Yeah, Wisconsin's not necessarily sitting here going, um, you know, we absolutely, um, you know, we need to play you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Wisconsin's got a little bit of depth on that defensive line, so – Oh, yeah. Curtis Neal seems is is like a perfect kid to bring in. He's got two high school teammates on the Badgers already. Uh, William Amos Huff High School in North Carolina, and we'll talk about them later when we talk about camp uh, guys who are in coming to the football camps this weekend. Um, that has become a feeder program for us out of North Carolina. We've been after kids from that school and gotten a couple. So. This is I, I love it when you set up feeders uh, to good high school programs. Mm-hmm. It just makes your program that much better that you can count on going there and saying, "Okay, show me your kids," and oh, sure. um, you have an in. You at least so. get in the door. Um, next up is another defensive tackle. This one's a three-star, eighty-seven-three uh, on the twenty-four-seven composite. Felix Hickson. Felix Hickson's a stud. Don't let he's the my dark star. horse. I think he's underrated. He's, I love he's him a three too. star, but huge frame, yeah. violent. He's sudden for a, a defensive lineman. Great hand I, placement. Exactly. Yeah, he can keep people off of him. He can keep blockers off. And he will be disruptive. He reminds me of Benton, to be quite honest. At 6'3, 285 right now, he's pretty much got the perfect frame for a, a, a defensive tackle in a 3 4. He's just, especially in a disruptive 3 4. Uh, this is a this is a prospect out of Georgia that um, you know. Number one, if you're getting a three star out of Georgia, it's, sometimes it's like getting a four star out of another. He's state got some big some offers too. Thing. They may not be committable, but he's got some very big offers. A lot of SEC schools on his team. Yeah, you and not you look at this. You look at this run of defensive linemen we just talked about: Ham, Neal, and Hickson. That's almost if if you were to nail those. If that was our down, class. We'd be happy. It'd be tremendous. Yeah. Not just happy. That would be a tremendous. That would probably be the class. best defensive line class we've had in, in yeah. maybe since, ever. That would be the best class we've had since since uh, Chikwe. Um, oh, um, Al James. Al James. Was on that place. Al James and was uh, Congress, who was, uh, in that class too? 
Connor, yeah, she, she was. was the I don't last know if they were all in the same class, but regardless, this would be this would be, this yeah. would be this would be a good class. So yes, Hinton, very just to so. back you guys up, and this is by the way for the people listening, this is one of the rare moments on the Bucky Cast where we all agree. I think we should just almost take a drink to that. Um, Hinton, <laughs> I'm is, on a beer. Open another beer. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait for it. Just wait for it. Just to, to reiterate what everyone is saying here, Hinton, if anyone wants to check out the film, um, Google Hickson. Felix Hinton. Felix Hinton. Hickson. Hickson. Oh, Hickson. for crying out loud. that East Coast Hickson. dialect. Sorry. Um, Google, Google that film and watch his get off for a, a 290, 280-pound pot. For, for how big he is, he moves really he's well. Incredibly he's, quick he, off the line. He's got some. He's it's got incredible. some weight. Some bad weight to clear too. Oh man! So he gets in a, a college strength and conditioning program. This guy could turn into yes. an absolute animal. Which, by the way, with his kind of quick and his kind of get off um, right off the snap, where he's beating the offensive line, and if you watch his film, he's reacting before the offensive line reacts. Um, and he's a, abusing him. That's a strong side. Like when they get hands on him, he's just basically just chucking like, him out of the I'm way. Saying he might not be in a case, note guard. I think he could be. In a, case no one can tell, end. we're really high on Felix Sixon. Yes, we, I just love this dude. This, this is a guy we offered six months ago. Yes, I love him. Something like um, that. And I was at the time, I was like, please do not blow up. Yeah, and he blew which, up instantly after. <laughs> but they did not. But they did not apparently turn into either. They were not as heavy on them as we were. I don't know what happened, but I think that, that this is going to be somebody that if we pull him in, there's going to be a lot of teams that regret yeah, passing I agree. on him. So we all love him. All right, let's 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 move on, John. What do we got next? Yeah. Uh, next up, there, there's a lot of visitors this weekend. Man, um, Austin Brown, a three-star safety, another guy that I am, am really high on uh, coming in. Um, three-star safety, I believe, out of Illinois. If you're a safety that gets offered by Jim Leonard, you probably have some talent. You might. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a it's a thing to think about. Um, yeah, this is this is a, a recruitment that I feel like Wisconsin can win. Um, he is rated a three star, eighty six one on the twenty four seven composite. Um, Brown is is you know he's an athlete. Um, I'm, I'm, I apologize. I'm trying to get his, his, uh, information in front of me. If only my phone would cooperate. There it goes. Um, he's, he's just a, a really versatile player. Uh, guys, what, what are you, what's your opinion on him? So he plays uh, quarterback and safety. Um, his coach speaks very highly of his his aggressiveness, his football IQ, a fierce competitor. He had to actually take him out of a game that they were winning by like twenty points because he was afraid that he might hurt somebody. Like he might. I mean, he, he, his coach talks about him as the type of guy who's going to play through the whistle to the end of the whistle to the end of the game, regardless of score. My issue with Brown is, to me, when you watch his film, um, he is a total in the box downhill safety. So, which is fine, by the way. Like our our defense has been very good with those those types, but he's not a center field like super athletic type of a guy. And to be quite honest, that's kind of what we need right now. Is I, don't, to I fill think Willer's going to be that guy. Feels, yeah, Willer will be that guy, but you always want to have some depth there. And I don't feel like we necessarily have somebody that's that type of safety out there. I guess Toller could be that guy. I think Toller's more athletic than than Brown. Like I'm not trying yeah. to, to hate no, him. I mean, I, I mean that he could be more, more of a center fielder type. Yeah, I think Brown is so going to be more Waller, of a down. So Waller and, and Toller are probably guys that you're thinking more of a center fielder type. With with this guy being more of a hitter coming up, 
playing the run. And to be fair, this this dude, if you watch his film, like he absolutely blows up running plays. He comes downhill. He's kind of like Caputo in that sense. Um, but there's just not a ton of him in space or, or dropping back, and his build is a little thicker. So I think he's going to be the type of guy who's going to have to play in the box, which is fine. Like our defense has that, yeah. that role. Wisconsin plays a lot of single high safety. They like to put those corners out on, a, on an island and come at you and play very aggressive. And as oh you know, God. sorry about that. And that was John's phone. <laughs> sorry. What about that ringer? That ringer. Anyway, we are a professional podcast. <laughs> it is nothing but the best for our listeners. Um, but we all have kids. So we all have kids. <laughs> let's be clear. Yep. Um. Anyway, sorry, I, I just blew up Austin Brown's moment. And he can hold that against me. Uh, don't show up on my doorstep, please. I have children. Um, the last two guys on the list, um, both roughly the same on the 24-7 composite. Um, a Corey Lied, a cornerback out of New Jersey, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. And Caleb Coley, who has a much easier name to pronounce, out of Georgia. <laughs> Uh, he picked up some big offers recently. Yes, Caleb yeah. Coley has, has taken off a little bit and makes everybody on the Wisconsin side nervous because he's sort of the mm-hmm. he's a he seems to be a taller cornerback, kind of the sort of corners that we want to recruit. But then again, yeah. everyone wants to recruit those cornerbacks. We're chasing size and speed this this current cornerback group, and we seem to be in a really good spot. One thing you'll Anyone who's followed recruiting this cycle has noticed Wisconsin offered their original group of corners really has not moved on from that group. There haven't been secondary offers there, which means that they felt really good about their, where they're standing with this group. Uh, who is the guy who committed to um, Oklahoma State that's back on the market? Uh, that would be Avion Jones. Yes. And and it sounds like Wisconsin's in a really good place for him too. And it's, I mean, we're looking at what, two, possibly three corners this cycle. Probably two. Three would it's probably be, be if they feel really good about somebody, but two for sure. So these guys are in a really good place. Lied, I know was a guy who was being recruited by Poteet prior to him coming over to the Badgers. He's probably so the, he's guy the guy he's very knows. high on. Yeah, yeah, I think he's probably – he's the highest rated of all the cornerbacks we're chasing right now, and he's also the one that I think everyone has the most confidence that Wisconsin's yep. going to land. Probably best relationship too. The only question I have here is, again, size. You know, 5'10", 170 in high school. Wisconsin is is loaded down with cornerbacks who are 5'10", and about, well, you know, a buck 80. It depends on what they're looking at him for, though. Does he end up being a guy who they look at as, hey, this guy could be a great slot corner? Yeah, it. Uh, I so those the two corners that we're looking at, Lyde and Coley, are are rated similarly as John said, but one of those dudes is much higher in my heart. Um, Col- <laughs> Lyde, the thing here's the thing, like Coley. Are I you think, gonna send a Valentine? <laughs> I I love Coley's film. Like, so the first thing when you click on when you look at Coley's profile, there's right, a reason the kid has a Clemson offer. Yeah, if you have you guys seen him hit? See, that's the thing, like. Coley is six foot, and the first thing you notice is it's six foot with long arms. Like he has a long wingspan, and then you see him hit. And the first thing you think of when a six foot long, like long arm cornerback, you're thinking he's going to be in coverage. He's not going to be physical. This dude's whole film is physical. All he's doing is blowing people up. I'm telling you, 
Like when I watched his film for the first time, I was blown away at how physical this skinny six foot dude is. And if you can get a six foot dude who's going to blow through blocks and blow up bubble screens and just lay the wood to people, I'm telling you, this is what we wanted like Harold to be. Like he is this Coley's a stud. He is a he. And again, the rating does not reflect the offer list. This is a dude that just pulled in a Clemson offer. Like this would be an elite yep. cornerback grab for Wisconsin. Light is fine, but he's 5'10", and when you watch him pick a pass and try to return it to six, like, there's not great speed there either. Like, he, he's good in the short area. He reminds me a little of Madison Cohn, like a guy with good hands who's undersized and, that, and not super fast. But look at it this way. If Madison Cohn was two inches taller, we probably would be looking at him as a not. slot corner and thinking, no, but but that but that's what I'm saying. is I think we need to look at this is that some of these guys might be being thought of in a certain way. And it wouldn't surprise me if they're looking at him as a slot corner. Same thing with with the two big guys in Jones and and uh, and and uh, Coley, Coley, him and Coley are guys that they're looking at. Like you can play on the outside. We want you matching up and being physical with guys who are going to be running deep. You have size, you have speed. We want you tracking these guys down. Yeah, it's 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 true. You do need a, and I will say this: when you watch live on film, his short area quickness is really good. He breaks on passes. He he disrupts slants. Um, so maybe you know that's a great point. It, maybe the slot is where they're looking at him, and Coley is the boundary guy. I I would love a class with Coley in it. It could be Coley and John, and I would be in love with that corner. Of the class. <laughs> so. I mean, they're gonna pick on one side of the field, and it's not Coley. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. It shuts Island over here. <laughs> you would be getting pass interference calls on every single play. <laughs> just tackle. It would be an island. He's holding onto a leg. <laughs> I'm a rock. I'm an island. Um, all right. So we've gone through the list of visitors. Um, quickly, we'll mention the weather forecast because that's very important. Uh, Wisconsin weather can change uh, at the, you know, basically within an hour. But the weather forecast uh, for Saturday is 90 degrees and nothing but sun. So even if it's partly cloudy, uh, the the lakes are beautiful. Um, 90 degree weather, perfect summer weather. No, no southern kid is going to come up here and say, oh man, it's cold. Uh, no northern kid, because everyone who's gone through a Wisconsin summer knows it's hot, it's humid. Um, they're not going to be affected either. So it's perfect weather conditions for this, this official visit weekend, um, which has, you know, everyone a little more pumped up. Uh, so now we go to the, uh, real, uh, hard question, gentlemen, an estimate of how many visitors from this weekend are actually going to become Wisconsin commits at any I'm point gonna kick it to at, at any point. And I'm going to, not kick just it from to this Ryan weekend. Okay. First. No, oh, from man. this, from this weekend. Oh, let me. Count. That are gonna wait, wait. That are gonna pop this weekend, or pop at any point in their recruitment. At Sorry. any point. Okay, I got you. Become I got you. commits. I got you. Okay. Um, let me just run through it quick. I think Bruner, Hinsman, Ham. I think we get one of Nealer Hickson. That's four. I think Brown pops, and I think one of the corners. I think six. Six is my number. Oh man, let me count this. I think Bruner, Hinsman, Ham, Neil. I'm gonna say Hickson. And I think Brown, Cooley, and Lied too. So basically, the only two guys that I'm looking at from this from this weekend who won't potentially are Singleton and Schroff. And I actually feel good about Singleton, although I don't feel good enough to think that we lock him down. Like it wouldn't shock me if we do, 
but I'm I'm a long ways from saying so you're that, going eight out of ten. Cocky about that. Paul Christ mm-hmm. is shooting fish in a barrel here. This is our weekend in terms of guys that are loaded with that they came heavy on. We have guys in the other weekends. I, I want to be clear that they definitely want, but this is a loaded weekend for Justin, for us. You are a disbeliever. I'm going to go full bore here. Nine out of ten. Everybody, but think of that. Everybody, but who? I'm, I'm, that'd be amazing. So I'm not you're basically saying names. But. <laughs> He's saying Shroff. We both know it's Shroff. Just be honest. No, I don't have to say anything. Nine out of ten. <laughs> In any particular order, oh, I don't care. God bless you too. But I'm going ninety percent hit rate. And this, the reason I amazing. say this, Wisconsin's targeted recruiting has become something of a of a of an urban. Uh, I wouldn't want to say an urban legend, but. Wisconsin doesn't offer a lot of kids and they get hyper-focused on the ones that they do offer and do want. And they tend to clean up on these sorts of weekends. If you come to Madison when the weather is good with a group of people, they absolutely just light it up with commits. Yeah. yeah. And this is about as good of a weekend as you could possibly ask for in terms of weather and everything else. So I think it would be shocking if they didn't just blow up this weekend. And I honestly, I'm going to be, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say it. I, it wouldn't shock me if we get two to three kids this week. It sure would be great if we had a director of uh, player personnel still on the. Yeah, we'll great. get to <laughs> that different, different show, different show. Uh, all right. So nothing but victory forecast for this weekend. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right yep, back uh, with yeah. camp news. You're listening to the Bucky cast where in-state recruiting includes Minnesota. Welcome back to the Bucky Cast. Justin here with John and Ryan. Uh, one point we do want to make coming back on this. The Badgers have not been a team that has been throwing out a ton of offers. So we do want to make a point I of I made saying. made that point already, Justin. Well, yeah, you did. But looking at it is <laughs> they feel it's pretty clear. One thing that we noticed here is that they probably feel really confident about the people that they have coming in. That's not to say that they're going to lock everyone down, but Typically, when you see a team that's not totally locked in on who they think is going to be visiting, they tend to keep people warm. And Wisconsin is definitely not doing a lot of that right now, which you know speaks to how they feel. And given that us as fans, the way we felt over this over the last how long, it's good. In, in a way, we should probably feel more confident in the fact that that's the way things are going, because if things were bad, the staff would be freaking shotgunning out offers out there trying to make sure they have people that they feel comfortable with. And that's not happening. Well, we'll see what happens with the uh, with when they see kids in person for the camps, which nicely segues into our next subject. Boom. That was smooth. It was totally <laughs> Even though smooth. most of these kids are going to be 2023 kids. <laughs> well, nonetheless, um, Wisconsin has two uh, camps upcoming for uh, high school uh, uh, kids, juniors and seniors, um, June 3rd and June 7th. Not everyone will camp at both, but some will. Uh, we compiled a, a partial list and just want to kind of go through it of uh, the visitors who are going to be here. We didn't divvy it up, like who's going to be here June 3rd, who's going to be here June 7th. Uh, we just wanted to get an overall look and uh, review just a few of the highlights from this class and talk about some of the kids. Because for some kids, this is really their only shot at fame. <laughs> it's to be mentioned 
associated with some of the summer camps that schools put on. This is their shot at showing themselves uh, in in the big time. And if they do well at camp and get an offer, all of a sudden that can start a, tr- a chain of events going. Well, especially at Wisconsin. Well, and yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's camps are, are legendary for not only that, but having like other Opening colleges, the door. Yep. you know, yes. like Mac schools will send their coaches to watch. And Wis- it's, you know, Wisconsin's like, hey, come, you know. There's Northern a history Illinois of, of kids. For this. There's a history of kids coming to Wisconsin camps and earning offers. Like yes. that's mm-hmm. the one thing I, Wisconsin coaches are iconoclastic in the fact that when they see kids, they don't care about the recruiting ranking. Like Tyler Biadish, mm-hmm. if I if I remember correctly, was a was a camp offer. Guys like that who come in, just blow the coaches away and earn an offer on the spot. So these camps aren't throwaways. These are big deals. Um, and this is an opportunity. By the way, Paul Christ, who's a complete football nut, a complete football junkie, you tell me he's not looking forward to the, these camps, having all these kids there when he hasn't oh, had God. the ability to interact with like football. This players is his in Christmas such a long time. He is like over the moon with this. I wish I could be like a fly on his wall. And let's segue nicely into that because these camps are mainly about evidently this year, quarterbacks, quarterbacks, and nothing but quarterbacks. No Wisconsin kidding. is putting on a, what is essentially a nationwide um, quarterback show this weekend. There are so many kids dropping into Wisconsin's uh, camps at quarterback for 2023 and even 2022 that uh, we couldn't even, I couldn't even find a list of all of them. But here's a here's a high level look um, at who is reported to be coming to these camps. Well, before we jump into that, just real quick, the only quarterback that is currently has an offer from Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken, here is Cameron Edge, correct? Yes, he's the only 2023 kid. So this is a huge opportunity for some of these kids to make an impression on Wisconsin and potentially earn an opportunity on that. Without further ado, we'll review some of the highlights. Um, first off, Mac Howard out of Columbus, Mississippi, a four-star player, uh, both for Rivals and for 24-7, class of 2023. This is the one that really sticks out. Like, when I found out he was coming, I was like, wow, this is this is something. Something's going on at Wisconsin. This is not a player we traditionally get in on. And then it just kept growing. Yes, and it got bigger <laughs> from there. Braden Dorman was another kid who announced early on he was coming to this camp out of Vista Colorado? Ridge, Colorado. Uh, Vista Ridge is one of the the big – when you follow recruiting in Colorado, it's one of the big high schools there. Has one of the most amusing profile picks for <laughs> recruiting that I've ever seen. <laughs> that's that's <very laughs> It looks true. like – what's his name, the Bears quarterback from the 80s? Uh, Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon. It looks totally like Jim McMahon. We could use a little <laughs> bit of that. doesn't even know who Jim McMahon is. No, probably has never heard of him. We could use a no. little bit of that in the quarterback room. But by the way, speaking of quarterback recruiting, I think it's important to note that Bobby Dunn, we haven't talked about this, has kind of replaced oh, yes, John Budmeyer. So everyone, we similar, talked about this. Similar career track, yep. yep. We talked about this uh, many shows ago with John Budmeyer moving on to an offensive coordinator position. He obviously handled the, the vast majority of quarterback recruiting. Well, with the with him moving on and hiring Hank Petit as a secondary coach, they brought Bobby Dunn as a graduate assistant in as the basically the lead point for quarterback recruiting. Uh, Bobby Dunn was a high school quarterback in the Madison area. He's been on the staff for three years, and it, mm-hmm. to to Justin's point, it looks like he's following he was on the, the roster. Before we go too true, far, he was on the Badger roster yes, as a walk on, one hundred percent. And it looks like he just followed right into that track that John Budmeyer had, where you start as a graduate assistant. You handle recruiting duties and maybe you groomed by Paul Christ. Yep. 
So yep. all of these quarterbacks coming in, Bobby Dunn has been the new point man for that. And this was one of our biggest questions about recruiting is who's going to handle the quarterback recruiting? It can't all be Paul Crist. So <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there as we're talking quarterback recruiting. Oh, definitely. And we, we continuing on with our litany of quarterbacks, Marco, oh, I'm going to butcher this, Lena, Lainas, Lainas? Out of New Jersey, another four-star from the uh, class of 23. Uh, Raheem Jeter out of Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, Nick Brown, who went to the same school, goes to the same school as Skylar Bell, a recent Wisconsin uh, incoming freshman, actually. Uh, he is on the list of people. Uh, I don't know if this uh, dude is coming or not, but Jackson Brousseau out of Utah was listed as somebody who was going to be visiting. We're drawing quarterbacks all the way from Utah, folks. When was the last That's time we had craziness. a quarterback from Utah? Huh? Huh? Anybody? Huh? Uh, <laughs> anybody? Sandy Hook, Utah? Really? Anybody? Come on. Come on, man. Sorry. <laughs> Stop. Uh, <laughs> That's just mean. Yeah. The answer is Austin Capensis, <laughs> if anybody was curious. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, let's just stop with that. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's stop right there. Moving on. Um, and, and the most interesting thing is the number of quarterbacks who are Division One prospects out of the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't even mention the local kids. I was saving them for last. Wisconsin's always going to be the finisher here. Uh, Chase Spellman, who might very well be the top in-state recruit in the class of 2023, uh, Kettle Moraine, is that where he's? He of? is, yeah, very well thought of. Yeah, Kettle Moraine. This is, is a recently... kid who just had a visit to Georgia. Yep. So he, that that program has sort of become another program that Wisconsin looks to frequently. Um, Chase is. I, I haven't looked at a lot of film on Chase yet. There's only so much film we at the Bucky Cast can watch uh, in the space hmm. of a few days. This so is true. This <laughs> I is didn't, true. I didn't get to <laughs> Um, but it's very interesting that he is, has already visited Georgia. Uh, that doesn't happen with Wisconsin quarterbacks. I think he Ian also Miles has Burkett, Georgia our, tech too. I was going to say he has a Georgia tech recruit as well. Our Georgia yes, tech offer as well. Yes. Like this is a highly recruited in-state quarterback. Mm-hmm. Good size kids, mm-hmm. six, three. So if Wisconsin's not totally confident in cam edge, I feel like, um, Chase Spellman is one of the kids that they may wind up throwing. I, a, I'll be uh, honest. I, I love cam edge. Yes. But he has blown up. Top 100. And he's a, he's a very difficult pull for Wisconsin. So I do not blame them if they throw out a few more offers here just to kind of dip their toe and say, hey, are you serious with us or what's going on? So, yeah, the fact that they've brought in already two other guys who are uh, 2023 four stars it, at this point in the recruiting rankings. It just speaks, speaks to how they feel out. confident they are. So, uh, Anyway, there's and there's other in-state quarterbacks too. Tac Tacciota. Um, yep. Oh, who are some of the other guys? I've, there were so many, I just couldn't list them all. <laughs> but needless to say, Wisconsin is um, going to have a lot of quarterbacks in camp, and there's going to be a good, healthy competition there. This has shades of uh, our 2021, or yeah, 2021 class, where we had three or four kids come in. And ended up offering um, several kids, if I'm not mistaken, and ended up choosing basically whoever came first. And that's basically what ended up happening with Deacon Hill. Yeah, they, that was a bizarre they, situation because all the quarterbacks in front of him were, oh, wow, that's a four star. That's a four star. Nobody knew about Deacon Hill. 
Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, and then he, he committed. And, yeah, and now he's you know he was he's got dude's got a rocket for an arm. Yeah, he does. So I'm oh, yeah. to see what's he's gonna, gonna be so much fun. This. He's gonna be so much fun to watch yeah. develop. The Roethlisberger of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> um, so, going on to some of the other kids who are who are coming in, um, I just quickly want to sketch on the uh, wide receivers who are coming in. Um, Quentin Henry out of Kenosha, Bradford, class of twenty two, mm-hmm. um, is a guy who is considered a sleeper to get an offer out of this camp. Um, total sleeper because I don't know if he's got any power five offers yet at all what are his measurables i think he's six foot yeah he's a six foot wide receiver sort of does a, he have any weight to him um so yes almost almost guaranteed he has some weight to him scientifically <laughs> well, reminds me of jazz come on weight. man <laughs> so we're you see. know what i mean i you know how i feel about slight slight framed wide receivers i do oh, you, you hate segwaying fools you um, anyway, uh, out of Kenosha, Bradford, a program that Wisconsin fans know quite well. Um, other wide receivers coming in, um, McKee Collins out of Mankato, Minnesota. He's the number seven prospect in, uh, out of Minnesota in this year's, um, class. If we had a bigger class, I would love to take him just to, uh, tweak Minnesota's nose, but sadly... <laughs> Can we talk about him for Let's one second, though? Like, so can, do you think we can gray shirt him? Makai <laughs> is a 6'4", like legit 210 guy. And if you watch his basketball yep. highlights, like he he has some juice. So to, to John's point. Is it point, or McKee? I think it's Makai. Makai okay. Collins, I believe. But if you watch some of his basketball highlights, Makai Collins at 6'4". I mean, Justin, this is in your wheelhouse, man. A 6'4 receiver with some bulk that can jump a little bit. He's not fast. But he That's can okay. jump a little bit. He's 6'4", and he's built. Listen, there's there's one thing I will say. You look at the guys, you know, the way I look at it in college is you don't have to be incredibly fast. What you do need to be able to do is if you have a press corner on you, you need, be, you need, you need to be able to create some separation. And at 6'4", in a long frame, you should be able and to do that. And he can jump a little bit too. Like he's – I don't exactly. think our class is big enough to take him, but I really like Makai Collins. Like he's he's a guy that could develop into something. And we can't on you know let's let's be honest here. Uh, Makai Collins is not going to accept a gray shirt from Wisconsin. He's I was going being, somewhere. I was being, yeah, sure you were. I was being a smartass, Homer. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, do, quickly, I want to talk about. There's going to be two wide receivers from Springfield, Ohio, uh, coming in for the camp on I think June 7th. Anthony Brown and Sean Thigpen. Um, Ryan, you've you've looked at these guys. Um, what I know, you're really high on Thigpen. Um, talk a little bit about them. Yeah, so Brown Brown's film and John, I think you'd agree with this. Brown's film, I think, pops a little more. Like, oh God, he, yeah, right. Like, it's, <laughs> I looked at that film, and I said, "This is a rich man's David Gilreath." Yeah, he his film fast. He is a He's super fast. Bolt. Um, but and he actually, can return kicks. Oh man! No, so he does. we need to kidnap him and brainwash him into coming to Wisconsin. He, he's, yeah, his film pops. <laughs> his film is definitely more electric than Thigpen's. But I actually like Thigpen's quite a bit. Like, because Thigpen is a guy when you watch on film, you get him in a college with with a with a good coach in a college strength and conditioning program. Thigpen's frame is six four, and like he is he has room to add weight to that. He's got enough speed. I love how I love. 
I love the look of him on the field in terms of a longer receiver, long limbs, can high point the ball, really has the ability to um, create separation just with his length and enough speed. So I think both are really good. Like that's a great duo coming in from Springfield. I like Thigpen more just because of his frame and size, but um, I would never begrudge he's anybody. He's also probably the more he's probably the more realistic prospect to get at this. Point. Brown's Brown's electric. Like Brown's electric. Yes, Brown is Brown is the fifteenth ranked wide receiver right now in the class of twenty twenty three. He's only. So what you're saying is star. he's a fringe. He's a fringe Ohio State offer. Oh, he's no, he's not a fringe Ohio State offer. These are the sort of kids that Ohio State focuses in on and just snaps up. So we'll see what happens. That was more my point: is yeah. that he's somebody that if they see film on him and actually like him, they'll they'll target him. Yeah, it's it's and uh, being in state, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. So Wisconsin has, by the way, already offered Anthony Brown. So he's just he, he's he's camping to to work out with a bunch of great quarterbacks. Um, I would, I would seriously, I would, I would geek out a little bit if they could somehow get Anthony Brown and Sean Thigpen, but I don't think they're going to be allowed to do that because the offers are going to come fast and furious. Yeah, for sure. Um, quickly, uh, going over some other guys, um, for the, uh, (laughs) tight end position for the class of 22, here's a, here's a sneaky, uh, possible poach for Wisconsin Reese Clark who is a current temple commit out of St. Joseph's uh in Philly Philadelphia Pennsylvania uh everyone knows that high school program if you follow recruiting so this guy uh, right now sort of an h-back kind of tight end and that's what Wisconsin I think is looking for in this class for tight end uh so we'll see what happens with him he given what we probably gave up on in Mikey Michael Mike O'Reilly, he and, would have to be Keller. really impressive. Yeah, yeah, Keller too, especially being an in-state kid who really wants a Wisconsin offer. They would have to be extremely high on this kid. There's, I'm not saying he can't, but he's a kid that's going to have to have an amazing camp workout. And I'm going to quickly run through some offensive linemen here. Austin Barrett, whose brother Dylan is currently on Wisconsin's roster. Is he a 23? Yes, yep, he is class he is. 23. So this is definitely an offer that could go out. Yep. Um, another kid from Minnesota, Peyton, is it Lang? I think it's Lang. Peyton Lang, who is absolutely gigantic. 6'9", 370 as a, as a going into his junior year. Oof. That is a big dude. Yeah, that's that's some body reshaping that he's. <laughs> well, Aaron Gibson 2.0, I think I heard somebody comment, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's about accurate." Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Page out of Indiana, uh, uh, another big-bodied kid going into his junior year at six three three ten. We'll see what happens with him if he blows up. Um, defensive lineman, we got a couple of guys coming in from St. Louis, Jalen Banks, who they haven't offered, who is in the class of 2022 with the number of defensive linemen that are already, um, looking at, looked at, uh, pretty much as, um, high probability that Wisconsin will get. I don't know that he's going to get an offer. Um, on the other hand, Tyler Gant, who's coming in for class of 2023 is a very well thought of defensive lineman and, I don't know what kind of room Wisconsin's going to have at defense for the defensive line. They're taking an awful lot of defensive linemen this year. I think it really depends on what this class ends up being. 
I think that the current class could end up being three, possibly four guys. And I wouldn't be shocked if it's four. I think a lot of people are thinking it's going to be three. But if if Hickson says that he wants to come here too, are you turning them down? Because I'm not. Yeah. Um, another key, another defensive lineman in the 22 class, Kenneth Grant, who just recently picked up an Ohio State offer. Big, mm-hmm. huge. And he's team. yeah, he's visiting. Um, yes, he is. He is coming in, and um, I would not be surprised if Wisconsin offers him. He is a big kid. He is a prototypical three-four defensive tackle, nose tackle, and um, he's blown up recently. So this would not be a stunner if they actually offered him. But um, at the same time, again, they're confident in the guys they have coming in. So this may it may also wind up being something that pushes Curtis Neal into the Wisconsin camp completely. Is the fact that they offered Kenneth Grant? Recently. I I'm going to be honest. I feel really good about that. Just being blunt, the fact that he's injured, Ohio State doesn't mess around with that stuff. The, exactly. You you get to choose the cream of the crop. You don't take question marks, unless they feel extremely strongly about what he is. Um, a couple of linebackers, Luna Larson, who I think we've talked about before, um, out of Baraboo, Wisconsin. Um, normally the kind of player that Wisconsin just snaps up, um, has all the measurables, um, three-star kid, but Wisconsin is so stacked at linebacker right now. Um, he's going to have to have a good camp to earn an offer. But I think if he does, Wisconsin is going to be the leader at that point, probably would get him. <sighs> Um, I I don't know. I'm not to cut you off here, oh, but yeah. just the fact that we are so stacked, I I feel like there's higher kids that we've kind of backed off of because of the fact that we are. So it would shock me if we took Larson, because it would be like, why would you do that when you happened. had? But if he blows up, you're at not camp, wrong. That's, that's that's the thing with the camp, though. If he blows up, the staff is going to take him. True, but he would have to show them something that they're like, this was this is more impressive than what we were targeting these other guys. I'm not saying that he doesn't have some some skill, Tim. He's definitely a Division One kid, probably a Power 5 kid. But Wisconsin right now is targeting, like, we're looking at four-star kids are basically what they're locking in on. Yeah. Um, one other linebacker visiting of note, um, not to say that because there's probably a million linebackers coming in, so not to, <laughs> not to diss on any other True. kids. These no are kidding. Just, these are just the don't guys mean, we, could, we could strain out, okay? I don't I don't mean to break your dreams, but Wisconsin is, um, gets to pick who they want at that position right about now. Xander Rockow out of Eau Claire Regis. Great name. Uh, yes. Uh, talk about a linebacker name. Um, class of 2023, 2023 if yeah. Chase Spellman, the quarterback, is not the top prospect in the class of 2023, Xander Rockout is and will probably get an offer at some point from Wisconsin just because, you know, they don't traditionally let these kids go. A uh, very well thought of player. Um, quickly, Mason Moore, uh, safety out of Lexington, Kentucky, uh, class of 2022. I feel like he's sort of a fallback if they don't get Austin Brown. Uh, he may earn an offer. And then JT Smith. Or they may take two. They may take two as well. You never know. You never with, know. With Braylon Allen moving on, something we haven't necessarily referenced, but it sounds like he's starting at running back with his career at the Badgers. You they may pull another safety Braylon to replace Allen him. Reference, I tell you. <laughs> Dude, um, having watched his film, the kid can play running back. I'm not going to lie. 
Justin, Justin, in case nobody knows, uh, when he eats his breakfast in the morning between bites, he goes Braylon <laughs> Allen. Allen. Um, anyway, uh, he's got Braylon Allen on the brain, which I can understand from having watched Braylon Allen's uh, workout. Uh, uh, well, Twitter's looking at his senior, his spring statistics: fourteen and a half yards per carry is pretty. Oh ridiculous. God, you've hijacked! You let Braylon Allen hijack our review of the camps. Come I on did. now. Um, JT Smith Jr. is an athlete out of uh, the aforementioned William Amos Huff High School in North Carolina. This is another player that Wisconsin is very high on and um, can play safety, can play running back, 5'11", 190, um, versatile kid, um, could play corner. Uh, this is a, this is the sort of player that Wisconsin traditionally does not get, and it would be interesting to see uh, what comes out of this weekend and where they are positioned for him, especially if they get Curtis Neal. And then quickly, I just wanted to go over, there's, there's three kids coming into camp, all from Wisconsin. These are the sort of kids Wisconsin used to clean up on, and it speaks to Wisconsin's recruiting and the fact that they're also that they're taking a small class. They haven't even uh, gotten much of a sniff. And that is uh, Max Grand, running back out of um, Ellsworth High School in western Wisconsin. Max Grand is a water bug. Um, I feel like he's going to be a guy that gets a gray shirt offer. He, I, I feel like that too. I think at least at the very least he's going to get a preferred walk-on offer, which mm-hmm. may not be enough to do it because Minnesota is also very high on him. I love his film. Uh, this is the sort of kid that I would love to have in the class if Wisconsin was actually focusing on taking a running back. But I feel like mm-hmm. if they don't get Nicholas Singleton, they're not going to offer Max Grand just to yeah. fill in the class. But I love his film. Uh, it would really be a kick in the nuts to see him go to Minnesota. But true, tis the tis the perils of recruiting. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ashton Beers. God, I want this kid to Greatest come to name Wisconsin ever. just for the name alone. Just the name alone. Out of, uh, out of I just sl- want to hang out with him. Yep. Out of Slinger. Listen, beers. <laughs> <laughs> out of Slinger, Wisconsin, which is sort of a, uh, another um, high-profile school, um, I think in the Milwaukee area, if I'm not mistaken. It's about midway between Milwaukee and Fond du Lac. Yep. So, um, but you see a lot of kids coming out of there. Um, Ashton Beers is a is a interior lineman, probably at six five two ninety five. Uh, just a just a beast of a blocker. But um, you know, again, Wisconsin has so many high level offensive line recruits. Who do you pick? So unless he again, unless he blows up at the camp, um, probably not going to get a Wisconsin offer. Um, at least not a scholarship. And then um, the last kid I wanted to go over uh, was Addison Ostrenga, a tight end outside linebacker out of Sun Prairie High School. So same high school as Isaac Ham. This dude, number one, he's a baseball player. And right now he's committed to Iowa for baseball. Um, but We won't hold that against him. Uh, we won't hold it against him. We don't have a baseball team, so I understand. But Madison Mallards, when I that's terrible, Um, (laughs) when when you watch Addison Ostrenga's um, highlights, he just screams TJ Watt to me, maybe not quite as athletic as TJ Watt, but I mean, he he can go down the field as a tight end. He's what do you think he projects? But you think he's a tight end? I like him at tight end better than outside linebacker, but I wouldn't be uh, uh, averse to him playing either position. He's just a long, 
dude. He, I'm pretty sure he's a legit 6'5". Uh, just looking at him on the field, he's obviously taller than everyone else. Um, and he's not playing against like middling competition or tiny schools. These are basically the Madison area, Dane County high schools that he's playing against and teams mm-hmm. in the, in the um, big eight. Yeah. So, it's, at le- it's at least mid-level division one. Again, I love his, I love his film. If Wisconsin were to offer Addison Ostrenga, um, I would not, uh, I would not bat an eyelash. Uh, he's, I think he's good enough that he could earn an offer at camp and be the tight end for the uh, 2022 class. So you almost wonder if that's their plan all along. Like if that's, perhaps, that's if that's the tight end um, up their sleeve. Yeah. I, I don't know these, his film is better than Andrew Keller's, but he's got really great films. So I, I, um, or at least the parts. Yeah. I'm a little team. sad that Keller decided not to camp. But I don't. I don't blame him. Certainly don't. Like blame I can him. understand being offended by the fact that you're getting bigger offers from other places, and Wisconsin's still not budging. And I don't blame Wisconsin for saying, "Hey, we this we're not totally it. sure we want to do this this cycle, so we need you to prove yourself." So yeah, and. That I think that pretty much wraps it up. We've we've talked at length about these kids who are coming into camp. Uh, most of them don't have a Wisconsin offer yet, so we'll probably in a mop up show in the future talk about any offers that come out of these camps. But we just wanted to give everyone a, a kind of a, a primer of the of the big of the major prospects that were coming through. Uh, out of curiosity, question to the two of you: Where do you think our class total commits this year sits? Hmm. Just throw a number out. It 15, doesn't have to be serious. 15-ish? Like, it's not going to be a big class. 16 to 17, I'm going to say. I'm going to say 19. Wow. Whoa. I'm, I'm going to go higher than I think you guys are, but I think they're going to – I think it will surprise us. Hmm, I think they're going to have some options. <laughs> I think they're going to have some options. There's going to be a, a guy or two that they're like, we don't want to let this guy slip. Holy cow. That's that's way bolder than I would ever be with that prediction. Right There's there. a couple of positions that they're doing well in this recruiting cycle that we traditionally have struggled, and I think especially defensive line. This could be one of the higher rated defensive line classes ever. If you have four guys there, and you know you're probably taking three, do you not say this guy's in that class? Why would I let him slide? I, I think that's risky, and I think you take him. You find a way to fit them. Maybe it's it's got to be a small class just with numbers. I think unless unless I'm, we're I'm losing not saying people. that it's not. So. I'm just saying that that 19 is still a fairly small class. I, it's I not still think, what 2012 I, I, class where we had like what 13. But yeah, yeah. I do think that there's going to be a lot of of junk that cleans out of Wisconsin's system because they are way overloaded at positions like running back, offensive line, and linebacker. There's going to be guys that by junk. I don't mean these kids are terrible. I mean that no, I think I think there's going to be bottleneck and somebody like outside outside linebacker. We legitimately, if these if a lot of these kids hit, you could end up having five or six kids that end up being worthy of playing time, and you can't, you know, force that. Um, All right. So we'll be we'll be right back with uh, name that badger and uh, conclude the show. You're listening to the Bucky Cast, where we believe wings can be breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Welcome back to the Bucky Cast. It's Justin here with John and Ryan. Time for name that badger. Oh, what do you got for us, John? Dun, dun, 
dun, dun. Oh, sorry. Time for Justin to get it wrong yet again. Well, oh, that yeah. attitude. <laughs> the uh, Name this walk-on punter oh, for... <laughs> killing me, guys. Sorry, sorry. Uh, this player... Um, I don't, I'm not going to give a ton of information on just because I'm a jerk. Uh, I'm going to see if you guys can identify him just from some basic measurables. Um, what played at Wisconsin, um, from 2012 to 2015 out of Springfield, Minnesota, six foot seven, 316 pounds. And was is actually was still in the NFL last year. Uh, played offensive tackle, started for a couple of years. Can you name that Badger? Oh man, Minnesota. I feel like that's a. Why is it I can't think of somebody from Minnesota that played? The last guy I can think of gave up football. I know that's who I'm thinking of too. That's the same guy I'm thinking of. <laughs> and it's not during that time frame. He's later than that, so I definitely know it's not him. Um, and he gave up football, well, obviously, so he's not because still he's in the NFL. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, shoot, tackle. Twelve. Was an undrafted free agent. He's bounced around the NFL for a little while. Is kind of a bench dude, practice squad player. Left tackle. Sure. <laughs> uh, oh man we're on a time crunch here guys i'm gonna yeah. give you only 30 Just, more seconds i don't need no don't even give me 30 like i'm not thinking of anything right now yeah give us 10 all right nine count us down eight seven <laughs> six those are quick two. seconds those are quick we, we weren't we weren't getting it no you guys you weren't <laughs> ben, getting it ben we were we were running running on this the the four beers that i'm in right now are not helping my mental faculty four holy cow uh anyway uh, these are not cheapos either <laughs> it's gonna be so tyler, annoying <clears throat> excuse me tyler merits oh that sucks i can't i can't believe you guys yeah we should have got that he that started sucks. for a couple of years it was yeah uh, yeah his he's he, he got lost after he got replaced at center. <laughs> at center? I don't remember him ever wait, playing center. Attack. Wait. Well, whatever. Yeah. All right. Go to. He got replaced. You, he had injury issues. You there. Go to the wrap. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. <laughs> go to the wrap. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to cut that whole segment. That was terrible. Of course. Yes. I. I, I <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. All right. On that note, guys, everybody, thanks for listening this week. Once again, check us out on Twitter at the Bucky Cast or check us out on email at thebuckycast at gmail.com. Peace out. With that being said, thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Listen to the show, like it, subscribe, <laughs> do all the stuff that you know what to do with podcasts. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Bucky Cast. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it, and we'll catch you next time on Wisconsin.